pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome to One Life Left Live at Nordic Game 2013. I'm Steve Curran. I'm Simon Byron. And I'm Anne Scantlebury. And you are in a slaughterhouse. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome. Welcome. That's what's going on. We are in the corner of a slaughterhouse right now, which is where Nordic Game is held. And we are so, so excited to be back. Can you pronounce it in... uh Swedish? Slaughterhouse. That's not sure. right. Isn't it? I was just you putting on a silly voice. Isn't that what they do? And to everyone here, you're the one with a silly voice. <laughs> We're the ones with silly voices. We are One Life Left. We're a video game radio show. This is Resonance 104.4 FM. And we are lucky once again to be doing an outside broadcast at one of the world's most brilliant video game festivals. It's definitely the most Nordic. This is the 10th Nordic Games Conference, and we've done four or five, have we? Something like that. Okay, it's almost fair to say it literally wouldn't be Nordic Games without One Life Left. Is that right? That's, let's say that's right. Okay. And uh, last year, we broadcast from a balcony uh, where the Angry Birds team threw Angry Birds at us. And we brought some more things back this time. We brought some bad piggies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right now, we are on the floor. I mean, not literally. We're not lying on the floor, but we are that sat. Later. Uh, so this is, this is the opening night of Nordic Games. Uh, it's the indie night, the indie showcase. Mm, that's right. There's eight games being shown tonight. Uh, the room that we're in, there are five being shown at the minute. People are around plinths with games on them. They all look very excited to be playing these games. So there are some of the, you know, the uh, up-and-coming members of the Nordic indie scene showing off their wares. Well, we're hoping to get some of them on in the next hour or so. We'll be doing it in another, uh, another part of the... The venue. There are talks going to be given, and we're going to be grabbing some of we're those speakers. Interrupt those? Probably not interrupt them politely. <laughs> but first of all, who have we been joined by? Who's fir- who's the first face we've seen? I, oh. I don't recognise. Oh him. look, it's Simon Parkin. <laughs> Simon oh. Parkin, welcome. Oh, that guy. Hello, sh- hello, team. How's it going? Yeah, pretty good. Good. Not too bad. It's yeah. unusual for us both to be doing the show, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what, what, this breaks what the one yeah, side rule. <laughs> Uh, how's it going? Welcome. Yeah, thank you very much. You've already just got here. Yeah, I've brought the weather with me. Thank and all you. That, so, yeah, uh, yes, it's. Uh, I, this is my first Nordic game. Is it? Yes, it is. Yes. Why so are you I, here? Uh, I'm here to to introduce Tim Schaefer for the keynote. Are you? What? You've been what? flown out for that. <laughs> what, are we? What, are we busy when this is happening? Or something? No, I guess so. We were busy. We were busy. Uh, too busy to be invited by Microsoft to the Xbox One launch. We were too busy watching it, weren't we? <laughs> we were. Sorry, we're going to be watching Sorry, it. Microsoft, yeah. Got other how, plans. Did, how did that come about? Are you friends with Tim Schafer? And uh, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> but, but after this show, will you? Well, I hope so. We yeah, should explain who Tim so. Schafer is, actually, first of all. But... Yeah, uh, Tim Schafer is a video game developer who made games such as uh, The Secret of Monkey Island, Day of the Tentacle, and more recently, um, The Cove. Any other games? The, the Cove. 
Is that right? Are Not you, the code. Are you, you're the thinking cave. about Tim Schoffer. <laughs> You've really done your the research. Cave. That could be. You can't read your own handwriting, can you? That's a <laughs> very jet lag. <laughs> um, right, so, so how did this come about then? Well, uh, I just emailed, really, the organisers. <laughs> <laughs> I know all about him. Oh He's written Cove, <laughs> Secret of Minky Island. <laughs> I'd be perfect. <laughs> right, and they said yes. Have I they just, met you before? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it turns out it's really easy. Right. <laughs> wow, your dreams can come true just if you send an email. Yeah, so when's he, when's he talking? Uh, tomorrow morning at 10am excellent so we should um, well, if it's your first time you should stick with us we'll show you the ropes that's a terrible idea <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> and we look forward to wheeling you in at 10am this tomorrow morning having had no sleep <laughs> to interview Tom Schiffer <laughs> Tom Schiffer presented by Seaman Porkin <laughs> great so uh, and that's uh, that's all you're doing over here is it yeah, I mean, I, I'll probably be interviewing a few people and stuff like that just uh, for uh, for for articles and stuff. But yeah, that's well, the only uh, thing. I'm we're we're free. To. Yeah, we are. Really, yeah, we could do this now if you want. Ask us anything. Do you know my mind's drawing a blank on? <laughs> Great. Uh, well, thank you for being our first guest on the show, Simon. No worries. Um, you are going to hang around with us, aren't you? Yeah, I'll hang around. Yeah, Great. For sure. Okay, well, we'll be sure we'll be uh, we'll be chatting about our adventures with Simon Parkin tomorrow tomorrow's show oh jeez to uh, Nordic Game 2013. You're listening to Resonance 104.4 FM. We are One Life Left and we are delighted to be joined by our first actual guest. Our first guest from the show floor. Simon Parkin was just a practice. He just rolled up and we felt well, I mean like we, you know, we oh, felt sorry, obligated yeah. to, to speak to him. It probably won't be broadcast, will it? <laughs> I wouldn't have thought. But uh, welcome, you jo- Joachim. Is that how you pronounce it? Um, yeah, it is Joachim. Okay, hello. So we're going to have to get used to these kinds of names. Okay, apologies if I got that wrong. Um, hello, how are you? Uh, I'm fine, how are you? Oh, good, thank you. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, so can you explain uh, what, what brings you to Nordic Game 2013? Uh, I came here with, uh, with the game Flowstorm. Uh, so I'm here, uh, yeah, showing the game to people and... Uh, yeah, basically telling people what the game's all about. There's quite a crowd around there, I can see. How's it, how's it going so far? Uh, so far, it's been going well. Um, generally, people seem to find the game super difficult, uh, right. but people today have been really good at it, so it's really fun to see. So could you explain a bit about the game, then? Uh, the game is basically a 2.5D uh, racing game uh, where you also where you can also shoot people and, uh, well, you, you shoot other rockets, so you fly around with... Uh, with your two rockets fighting each other in in arenas, uh, so it's basically like uh, the old cave flyer. Right. Uh, uh, the game's like uh, Gravity Force if yep. you play that. Um, finished so, it. Huh? I finished it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> what does two and a half D mean? Two and a half D is basically two D gameplay with three D graphics. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And did you set out to make it difficult? 
Um, yeah, it, it was supposed to be super difficult because there there are so many games today that where you don't learn to play. There there are so many like elements in the game that make your character pro- progress, but you don't progress as a player. You don't develop your own skills. So so I really wanted to make a game where where people can actually learn how to play. So if you had if you had one skilled player and one new player and you set them and you gave them the same the same set of tools, you'd instantly be able to notice who's the experienced one and who's not. So is it, is it it's, a, it's a game that you made just yourself, or is there a team of you? Uh, we're a team. Okay. Uh, we're, we're two people right now. So it's me and uh, Jenny Nordenborg. And so, and how, how did it come to be featured here? What, what sort of stuff do you have to do? Uh, we basically went uh, out on as many websites as possible and tried to publish it on as many pages as possible to get a community following. Um, and then uh, for to get it here, we uh, applied to the Nordic game uh, in the game night, basically. And, it was and uh, they judged it was uh, apparently good enough to be here. Selected so. as one of the one of the eight best games. Yeah, apparently so. Okay, so what do you think your chances are this evening? I have no idea, actually. Have so. you seen Have you seen much of the competition? Um, yeah, I have, and it, it's a really cool games. So, uh, and I think that the other games are probably more known than Flowstorm. Uh, but uh, but we'll see. Okay. Would you like us to try and influence the vote? Uh, yes, please. How do you think we can do that? Because we don't know. Um, when it looks empty, you could go over there and try to look look okay. like you're having super Actually, no, fun. Actually, no. What we yeah, what we'll do uh, periodically is we'll walk over and just start whooping and and uh, hollering. Yeah, give them like a massive round of Xbox applause. One press exactly, conference. Exactly. Yeah, because we've been flown over <laughs> go, from that. Go, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we will definitely do that for you. And what can you win? In fact. Maybe you should just try just try listing some of the features of the game right now. Okay, some of the features. Um, primarily, it's a it's a racing game. Oh, and, uh, oh. yes, yes, the best racing game ever. Yes, yes. yes. that's good. That's good. Yep. Amazing level editor. No, yes. what a level editor. <laughs> any, any exclusives? Uh, I don't know. Exclusives like what? Who needs them? Who needs them? Yeah. Don't don't mean exclusives. Um, and what can you win? Um, so by the way, by playing Flowstorm well, or no, by yeah, winning sorry, this yeah. so, competition? So, so uh, you, you're up against seven other games. Yeah. People are milling around, uh, voting from them this evening. Uh, it gets unveiled tomorrow night. I understand. Is yeah. that Right. So what could you win? Uh, well, there's uh, the award tomorrow, uh, and there's a Unity license, basically. Great. Yeah. Is, it, is there any cash involved? I don't know, actually. If there I, is, I don't is it think divisible by five? Because uh, I, I, I we are going to cheer really loudly for you today, so <laughs> just right. saying. Cool. So how can we uh, follow your progress on the internet? Where can we find out some more about the game? Uh, flowstormgame.com. Great. Well, best of luck. Uh, we will genuinely whoop and cheer for you later on, and we'll uh, hopefully see you tomorrow night. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Back to Nordic Game 2013. Uh, it's the opening indie night of the show. It's bustling, isn't it? It is bustling. Bustling. Which I'm surprised about, given the cost of lager, as I've just discovered. <laughs> oh, just four. <laughs> Two beers and three lemonades, £23. How do these people live out here? And this is meant to be uh, the cheaper part. Indies, of- exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, that's the last round of drinks I'm buying you guys. I remember when uh, me and you went drinking in Oslo. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that, and it got—it was about midnight, and I, I opened up my wallet to see, just to check, to see whether I had enough money, and 150 pounds in it, and I wasn't sure that would see me through the night. It was like six pound for not a pint of beer, wasn't it? It was more than that. It was, it was about yeah. ten or something. Yeah. Anyway, and that's anyway. why we've not gone back, Oslo. You're listening to One Life Left, broadcasting live from the Scandinavian region. 
And we're delighted to be joined by uh, industry legend Oscar Clark. Hello, Oscar. That's a bit bit strong, but I'll... Uh, it's industry... It's uh, broadly speaking true, loud though. Loud. No, well, yeah. you know, you... Um, I'm fairly certain you have encouraged me to spend money before. Many I'm times. I'm reasonably certain Stee will have been... Um, Influenced by some of the work that you did, you did yeah, previously, yeah. Steve, you were on the Three Network, weren't you, Steve? I think you, you and I, I currently, currently am on are, the Three Network. Oscar uh, used to run the games division, or you launched the yeah, games. Is that so right? uh, I joined Three in two thousand and one, uh, and we basically made what turned out to be probably the most successful. Well, definitely the most successful in the UK. By two thousand and five, we did sixty eight percent of the UK downloads and plays. We did forty five percent of the revenue. And we only had 5% of the audience. Right. We and were making people like Steve and I. Yeah. We, um, we, were, we were known as then as, as whales, weren't we? <laughs> that's what we were. The first what, example was a whale. That's what we call you now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's, it's funny how much we learn from doing that kind of stuff. I mean, we did things like... I, I launched out the service originally with Rent. You, know, you rented a game for 50p for three days. Right. It was an utter disaster. Right. Uh, but, I mean, the, the weird thing is that you couldn't get enough content because nobody wanted to do the sort of hard work to make money working games at that time but the weird thing was we worked out a few years later the guys who did bother who also then sold the game so you had both a rent and a buy were making three times as much right. as the guys who were basically just selling the game blank so anyone who just a bit takes a bit of time to think about how to make a game better how to make a game more fun but also how to make money out of it yeah. can actually do much better and you were way ahead of the curve weren't you because it's all popular now to do smartphone games all that sort of stuff And yeah it's kind of interesting because a lot of people talking about you know, you know in some ways I feel a bit to blame in some ways as well because I was also the git that took 60% revenue share and right. I, I, was, I was terribly good at commercial <laughs> stuff for, for three but not, not, not for necessarily for myself which right. is uh, not a good thing but you know, we're in this wonderful age at the moment where we can actually start looking at, you know, doing new things, doing things which can make games better because they're freemium. I know I'm a huge fan of the way Real Racing has turned around the way that you play that game, for example. I mean, yeah, that, I mean, that, that took a lot of stick from the hardcore, didn't it, initially? But, I mean, yeah. it didn't, it's, it's never bothered me. And, yeah, I've not spent any money on it. No, but I don't know about you, but, I mean, I'm, I, I love... I always have to have a really good racing game on whatever device I've got. Right. But I don't tend to play it very much. Right, yeah, yeah. So it's actually perfect playing yeah. it in 20 minute chunks. It really is. Don't tell EA this! Well, no, 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 but, no, this is the thing. Because it's free to play, they have to keep getting me back into the game. I find myself playing it way more than I've ever right. played a racing game. And have you, have you spent any money on it? Yeah, about 20 quid. Have you? The thing, I'm, the thing that's got me at the moment is a game called Perfect Kick. Oh, so I don't it's, know. it's penalty. T- so uh, you're, you're alternately a goalie and a penalty uh, ticket. Yes. It's real time. Yeah. And you're playing for coins. You put hmm. five coins in and you play. The winner takes nine, so they take a cut of one. Yeah, oh, very clever. Now I spent four pounds on it. So oh. <laughs> but have you seen Score or Fluid Football? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Score is just a master. Yeah. I mean, Char- Charlie's a great guy, but yeah. you know, he's managed to get some, a, a really great audience just by repeating historic goals. Yeah. And, you know, the, the finesse he's got into that. I mean, it's not the game I would have ever made, but it's just beautifully, you know, enjoyable. You know, it's definitely worth checking out. Right. And, you know, lots of games like that are out there. So what brings you to Nordic Games? So uh, I, I have the, uh, the wonderful role of being an evangelist. My, my job at the moment is to go and talk about game design and talk about monetization. And I work for a company called Amplifier, mm-hmm. and we do... Uh, gameplay recording, uh, also some video ads. Probably the most interesting one was sitting in the Rovio presentation yesterday where they were talking about bad piggies. And uh, obviously, oh no, that's something that was today, wasn't it? They were talking, uh, I'm, see, I'm drinking too much beer already, I forget which day it Don't is. Don't do that, it's a cost you a fortune. Oh, oh no, oh. see, that's the, that's the joy of expenses. Yes. Um, anyway, the, the point was that at the end of that, they show off a whole bunch of videos. And if you've ever seen Bad Piggies, obviously the joy of Bad Piggies is that I'm making these really stupid, weird contraptions. And I can put any combination of things together and launch them off. And people are doing these, like, they're creating robots. They're creating jet planes with firing missiles just by putting components in. They're creating these rockets which have these escape capsules that come out of them just from putting the components together. But the joy of that game is that you only work out how brilliant it is when you can see the video of what other people are doing. 
right. and you start exploring. Yeah, exploring. yeah, yeah. And so uh, the video recording they use is is every play. So that's what we do. Okay, so it, that's not happening on all mobile games, is it? No, there's about sixty four at the moment, but right. we only launched just before Christmas. I didn't, I didn't know about oh, this. Yes, it's a fast running. So I'll give you an example: um, Secret Exit, the guys who did Zenbound and things like that. Yeah. They had a, a fantastic game called. Um, uh, stair Dismount. I don't know if you've ever heard that. It no. launched about 2009, so it's quite it's an the, old game. It's the Pushing People Down the Stairs game, right? And what's not to love about push- yeah. The best thing is you can put your friend's face from Facebook on it, so we, we, I can push my friend down the stairs. I it's understand great. that that's a good game for people who are too cowardly to actually push people over. Oscar, um... I don't, want to, uh, I don't want to stop you, but I'm going to stop you, because you're, you're, you're going to come on the show when we're back in London, aren't you? I'd you're love going to. You're going to be yeah. a full-blown guest, <laughs> and, we'll, and we'll have an hour of you. I, I talk for more than an hour, and you'll have to edit me <laughs> down, I'm sure. <laughs> nice and well. Enjoy the rest of your show. Thanks for That's coming on. That's been great. Yeah, Thanks, right, guys. Thanks a to One Life Left broadcasting live from Nordic Game. We're having a lovely time. We are having a lovely time, aren't we? How are you doing, Anne? Having a really, really nice time. Uh, the room has uh, got a little bit quieter recently, but that's because there are some talks going on in the other room. We anticipate when the talks are over, more people will be out here playing games and having a lovely time. Thanks for the noise forecast. <laughs> You're welcome. People may have noticed a little dip. Uh, through the recording. Did you notice that when we were chatting to Oscar, there was a man sh- a, a man shouted and then yeah. everybody stopped talking. So Brilliant. earlier in the show, if you wonder what happened to the atmosphere behind us, <laughs> it wasn't us that killed it. <laughs> Everyone just standing and looking it's at us. What? Yeah. What's, what's going on? But also, people from the Nordic re- region are very respectful of people who want their attention. Apart from us, when we're talking to a games evangelist. <laughs> so we carried on. Um, and uh, talking of talking to people, uh, we've been joined by someone else, uh, Chris James. Hello, Chris. Hi, how's it going? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing quite well. Quite well. How could you be doing better? Um, well, I've got a full beer, so that's not too bad Do right you? now. Yes. How you, much did you that cost you? Cherish that. <laughs> Very much. Where no one's you? taking my beer. Yeah. So where are you from? Um, I'm from Thunder Bay, Ontario. It's in Canada. Excellent. Yep, I'm a yeah, big fan of Canada. <laughs> I uh, recently married a Canadian girl. Love, love your guys' oh, wow. work. Well done. Uh, congratulations. Thanks very much. Um, and uh, so what, what brings you over here? Um, well, I'm in, uh, currently in Denmark. I'm a lead-level designer at IO Interactive on the next big project. Um, big. But uh, basically, I just heard about the indie games scene and uh, what was going on here in Malmo. So I just came over with a couple of other folks checking it out. Um, so far, everything's really interesting. Lots of cool people. Um, it's amazing to see, like, you know, you're kind of in this bubble for a long time making games, and then you kind of come out to a scene like this, and you see everybody who's not in your office who's still very passionate about the industry. And it's just really rewarding to see that um, the industry is still thriving with, like, especially a lot of young talent. It's really cool. Did you did you start off as an indie, or or is it how did, how was your route into the industry? Uh, I started off as an artist at a startup company in Vancouver, um, but basically I went directly into design, okay. uh, starting with uh, uh, a game that was being published by Sega at the time called Full Auto, and I basically have been doing level design since for the past like nine, ten years. So. Right. And so, do you think that there are things that uh people like you at places like io could 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 learn from the indies i mean absolutely i think we can always learn from each other i mean that's the great thing about games is that it's always evolving technologies are always getting better um cloud technologies i think has just exploded what we can do with games and um you know when it, when you look at big uh development teams it takes a long time for them to move because it's a lot of people and you need to make sure that when you're going to invest your money and you're going to invest your resources, you're going to do it right. Whereas an indie can just go, well, there's like two or three of us. We're going to do whatever the hell we want and just go and try a couple of things out low risk. So it's a different kind of like scenario where they're going and trying all these little things. Where we, when, when a big studio decides to put all their money in one place, it's, it's all in and it's big. 
<laughs> so you know when they do do that, it's it's um, it's 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 a really great high production value product coming out. Um, but you know we can look at indies and see okay this is where the space that they've looked at this is how we're interpreting that works for us and then indies can see like okay these are the tricks of the trade that they're doing to make really high product uh, or high quality product uh, uh, production value with their products and we can learn from that and so it, I think there's a really interesting exchange that can happen especially when you get a lot of veterans from the big AAA industry going to become indie, independent developers because if you get a whole bunch of students right out of school yeah, they're going to be able to make something, but there's a lot of lessons learned by being a vet in the industry that you'll be able to just bring in automatically, and it'll be like a really fun experience out of the box, first or second try. So I think there's a lot we can learn from each other these days, absolutely. How long have you lived in uh, Copenhagen for? Uh, Since October. So I'm like completely new to Europe. Okay, so how was the culture shock? Not much, being a Canadian. Really? Really? (laughs) I mean, there's not that much difference between... Well, beer is expensive in Ontario, isn't it? Uh, Well, yeah. I mean, you need to... uh, In in Ontario, you actually have to go to a specific place to get beer. Government shop. Yeah, 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 you know, right? Oh, it's horrible. And you you can't drink outside? Nope. But you can drink outside over here? Yeah. But you just can't afford to. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically it. I think, actually, it's cheaper in Denmark than it is, is in, it? in Sweden. What's yeah. the best thing about Denmark? Um, honestly, I, I think it's being a foreigner in Denmark because um, I'll go to the bar with a whole bunch of people and I'll start talking randomly cause to, you know, to random people because that's why I'm here, just to enjoy. And the first thing that people will assume is, well, when I, whatever, when I'm out, they'll go, oh, you're speaking English to me. That's weird. You're not speaking Danish because I have blonde hair and right. I look like a Dane. And it's like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm not from here. Wait, so where are you from? And they're expecting me to say something like Philadelphia or California. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm from Canada. And they're like, what? That's that's crazy awesome. We have the same flag colors. So it's, it, gets, it's just, it gets into this, like, really fun, entertaining night. And it's it's been a really uh, interesting experience. But... Um, from what I understand from from other folks is that they don't maybe get the same experience that I do because it's like oh okay let's you know, you're, you're from there and whatever leave us to our thing so I don't know I've had a fantastic experience I really love Copenhagen it's a beautiful city um, I live in this really cool place called the Nor- uh, North World which is like a, a very culturally diverse area of Copenhagen and I bike to work every day and not any North American can say that uh, <laughs> You know, and I think it's it's been a fantastic experience. I've been to uh, traveling around Europe is so cheap as well. And yeah, I, I've been really enjoying it. How, how, how long are you over for? Are you you're, you're you're over for this project at IO? Um, at least, yeah. I what? mean, it's a you know, it's a full time position. I'm not here on contract, and until either they kick me out, the country kicks me out, or Canada pulls me back. This is a, a secret project that we can't talk about. Is that right? No, I can't talk about it. Right? Okay. But it is big. Wait, wait, wait. It's big. Can you? Big, can yeah. you? Uh, one of the things we like to do as a radio show is seek exclusives. Mm. Exclusives, you, and I understand sure. you can't tell us tell us anything about the project, but oh. also, you know, we're nice guys, so we hope you'll uh, bend the rules for us. Could you tell us the dominant colour? Periwinkle. <gasps> exclusive. Exclusive. Oh, exclusive. There we go. Periwinkle. Okay. Excellent. Thank you. So, so Chris, um, have you had a chance to look at the indie games on show this evening? Um, it's actually been pretty full. I think everybody, since everyone's listening to the talks now, it's a lot less, so I'll be able to walk around and check them out. Okay. Um, but I actually really enjoy playing a lot of indie games and, and giving feedback. When I was in Canada and the States, I'd always go to the student shows and play the games, and then the developers would be there, right? Because they want people to play their games. But I'd take them aside and be like, okay, well, these are my thoughts. And just, you know, blurt out whatever it was on my mind. Um, whether it was whether how they were communicating with the player, with the mechanics which weren't or were working, or um, maybe it was an aesthetic or whatever it is, and I really like giving that feedback, not as a an egotistical thing, but just to, to be like, hey, by the way, did you think of this? Because you know, after you've trialed and failed and failed and failed so many times in, in larger games, and when you're like. Uh, uh, um, when you're doing a lot of like pre-production, those those lessons learned, you bring those over to production, or you bring those over to the next game. And you know, as your first time game as a student or as an indie developer, because usually your first game, you don't get a lot of you don't bring a lot of those lessons in. So I just like to I used I like to educate as well. I used to teach, and one thing I love about being a designer is that you are a teacher. So you know, you're teaching about a mechanic, or you're teaching about maybe some philosophical, environmental thing you want to talk about, or whatever it is. But you need to always you're, you're consistently teaching the player something, and they are, you know, unlike being in a classroom and you've got like an open book and you're snoring. 
I get to be an entertainer as a teacher. So I think it's really interesting. So, yeah. Great. Well, thanks so much for spending some time with us. Uh, yeah, we were hoping to get some feedback on uh, who's winning out there at the moment because we've, we're, we're backing our firm favourites. The game over here to our left, Flowstorm. Flowstorm. That's what we've got our money on this evening. Flowstorm. And yeah. not just because it's cool. the closest one to us. <laughs> I think it is because uh, like, it's the one you can read. Well, yeah, that's our home team. Or they, you know, That's that. true. We were having trouble with that word over there. Can, can you see that? Can you read that? You've been around the here mission? for a while. No. no. Next to that. With all the letters. The one with the letters and the lack of vowels. I mean, there are some vowels that just aren't enough. And they don't look right. Rhyme to skill. That's pretty good. Sure, great. Well, we'll that sounded plausible. We'll take that. Excellent. Well, enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you for spending some time with us. And uh, oh, yeah, we'll thanks. see you around. Bye. Oh, yeah, definitely. Cheers, guys. listening to Resonance 104.4 FM and we are One Life Left. We are at Nordic Game Conference 2013 in Malmo, Sweden, home of the Eurovision and home of Nordic Game for the last 10 years. It has been, hasn't it? It's been 10 years. Um, and we're missing a Stee. We are. He went AWOL. He's gone. Stee's gone AWOL. Uh, and um, rather than wait for him, we thought that we'd crack on, yeah. given that we've just well, been joined by two returning guests. Hello, Petri and Martin. How are you doing? I'm good. Hey. Hello, sorry, you, uh, you are sharing a microphone, so this could be technically awkward, so if you yeah. could just lead... Martin, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. Great, so you were with us last year, weren't you? I was, Great, yes. uh, and you, last year we were talking about physics in... No, no. last year was the uh, use, adding the uh, like, dressing up a boring game to make it look like it's fun, right. even and, though it's really not. And so you did that talk last year and went very well, yes. and you're back for more. Yes. So what were you talking about this year? Petri. Well, this year we're talking about... Uh, platformers and physics engines and the inherent problems that they have. So could you explain what some of those inherent problems are? Well, it basically boils down to that platformer games aren't very uh, physically... They aren't very realistic. Uh, So you have to basically break your physics engine in order to make it work. So this was a talk for people that use middleware with sort of pre-programmed physics, all of that sort of stuff, and... I guess, it, I guess it's talk for people that are just starting out with game development, and to many people it seems like a good idea. It's like, oh, awesome, Unity has this physics engine. Yeah. I'm going to use that to make a platformer. But it's not really helping. It's rather making it harder, like you're changing one set of problems for another, and we try to comically illustrate what those problems are and maybe sort of kind of how to solve them. So can you give us an example of some of, some of those problems? Uh, so one really common problem is that if you, if you create a box that weighs about the same that I do, yep. and you have me jump with about the same force that I do, yeah. I'm going to jump, like, I don't know, two feet in the air, like 50 centimeters. Yeah. That's what I can do, basically. Mario jumps, like, four or five times his own height. Right. So he jumps super powerfully up. And if I would do that, my legs would break. <laughs> and of course. That, like, imagine right? being launched four meters, of course, up, yeah, like yeah, eight yeah. meters up in the air. You'd be able to do one jump. It would be a good jump, yeah, it's but it'd be awesome game over. Jump. Yeah, and then, then you land, and right. then, you're, then you're screwed. Okay. And the other trick is that Mario takes about 0.7 seconds from leaving the ground to being back on the ground. Like, if I could do this jump, it would take me something like two and a half seconds, like, boing, right. and then yeah, back down. Yeah. Mario does it like, boink. So 
the gravity in Mario's world is really, really high. So it's right. pressing him down like crazy. And all of this is just, it's not physics anymore. It's something else entirely. Okay. I, I've, I have often thought, you know, I, um, back when I was a games journalist, that um, you could tell how good a game is going to be by, um, by, by, by how well the main character jumps. I, I genuinely think, and I actually do think that that, that, is, that is a mark of its quality. There's that whistling man behind us again. Um, and it, so it, it seems like um, such an easy thing to do, but I, but I guess the point of your talk was that it's actually borderline impossible. Yes, yes. And actually, we talked uh, two years ago, we talked about different uh, jumping things in platforming games and how, how they've been implemented and how they've been done. And I, I totally agree with you. It's a, it's a certain magic that goes into making a good platformer game and making a good jump. And that is probably a good indication of the quality of the rest of the game. And, and is, is that something that you tend to set manually? I mean, like, so if you're using Unity and its physics engine and it's, it's making you jump as you would do in real life, which is boring and not practical for a game order. So the theory, I guess, then, is that you have to set those parameters manually. Is, it, is there a magic formula for that, then? No, it's oh. just... Well, it is magic. You just okay. tweak the knobs until it feels right. Right. But it's sort of like whack-a-mole. You fix one thing, and something else is going to break. So, okay. like, you increase the gravity a lot, but that's also going to make... Like, the gravity's pushing you down into the ground, which is going to make your friction really high. Right. So you're going to stick to the ground a lot. So you're going to lower the friction on the ground to make you slide around easier, and that's going to break a bunch of stuff. Because right. that's not going to... Like, you're not going to stop, because you're just going to keep sliding. And you just keep chasing the brokenness around and trying to fix it. And you can sort of patch it up, but it's never quite right. So Mario does it well, even though it doesn't do it realistically, I mean, obviously. Uh, so have you got any examples of games that, that, that do it poorly? Oh, wow. I don't want to step on anyone's toes. M- might well, well, well. Sexy Hiking is a good example of boring. <laughs> sexy Hiking? Yeah, you should try that game. <laughs> Can you explain Sexy Hiking to uh, us? Cause it's... Sexy Hiking is a game by Chasso, and he's, he's this guy who I don't think anyone's ever met, but he's made all these crazy games. And Chasso, uh, Sexy Hiking is this game where you have uh, a title screen that's been painted, done in an endless paint with a paint uh, spray tool, and it's got uh, the music is uh, the X Files team played as a MIDI song in the background. <laughs> And then he's got a character that's pa- uh, drawn in the MS Paint, but it's got uh, 3D rendered shoes and a hammer. <laughs> and, and he moves around, so by pointing his mouse cursor, he always moves his hand and hammer in that direction. And what you do is completely unrealistic, but you basically uh, move by moving, making the hammer touch the ground, and that moves the player forward. Right. So he's moving like this... Uh, in a super unrealistic way so you have to climb with the hammer by lifting yourself up with it and it's 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 com- uh, a completely unrealistic but extremely fun game it sounds sexy hello look it's steve, steve curran's back hello Hi. steve where did you go to i, I went to see rich uh, lamarchon and okay. make sure he comes on the show which he essentially didn't promise to do right excellent so <laughs> it was a partially successful right. uh, i was visit. i was so, um, i was i, I was going to ask you guys so how would our readers find out how to play sexy hiking, but I wouldn't encourage anybody to Google that. It's particularly, particularly <laughs> not at work. I don't know. I think it'd be fine. The game would be pretty popular, and it's I guess it's avant-garde or something. Okay, <laughs> so we can explain that to our. Oh, should just yeah. tell your boss. Yeah. No, no, it's, it's avant-garde. Fine. It's avant-garde. It's You're behind the times. <laughs> I'm going to write a game called Young T. <laughs> it's barely legal. It's, it's <laughs> art. <laughs> so um, you've done your talk now. It went well. Uh, we here. So what are your plans for the rest of the festival? Well, we've spent like the past three days in sort of a, like programming preparedness fury trying to get this done. And we missed a couple of buses going here because we were rehearsing the talk. And then we came here and we heard, rehearsed some more. But now we're done. So now we're probably going to do some recreational... You, uh, uh, one of your games is showing. Yes, uh, my game is showing. Can, oh, it's the impronounceable games that we have embarrassed ourselves over so much. Oh. How would you say it? Capsule. Do it again. Bless you. <laughs> it's not that hard. Like, had it I, looks difficult. Had I known English speakers would have <laughs> this much of a problem with it, that would not sorry have been that the name. Sorry that we're stupid. Right. <laughs> well, that's it, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit more about it? Uh, so it's, I call it a meditative space strategy game, which explains nothing, basically. 
Uh, but is it like sexy hiking? It's, it's quite <laughs> unlike sexy hiking. Uh, so you're building a space station in space. It's like a real-time strategy game. Uh, but you're building a space station. Uh, like you start out with this really tiny little thing, and it's two-dimensional sort of. So you're, and you're placing rooms. And all the rooms happens to be Tetris blocks. Um, and uh, like the, the sort of the backbone of your station is the corridor. Like every good space station is all about corridors. Like if you've seen a sci-fi movie, you know it's the corridor. That's like the important stuff. Uh, so everything attaches to the corridor. And it's a very, like you're not, you're, you're placing rooms and you're, you have these minions running around on your station. And it's uh, quite like Settlers or Dungeon Keeper in that you can't control them directly. You say like, I would like you to build things, please. And they, if they feel like it, will walk over and start building the things. And then as you get weapons, you get like a weapons service that you can put them on. And uh, weapons means that someone's going to come and attack you. So you're in this balance between do I want to build and expand my station to get better defenses or do I want them to like drop what they're doing, run to the weapons and defend because they're completely defenseless without the weapons. Uh, and it's a, it's a really sort of slow and meditative game. I know people who are like parents newly, like got kids recently and they do it while they're sort of watching the kids because they can play it and watch the kids at the same time, which I think is adorable. That sounds great. So... Um how would we find it on the internet, then? Are you going to be able to spell it out for us? Or? Uh, yeah, so, oh, God, I never thought of this yeah. in radio. <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm fine in text. What about this branding? R-Y-M-D-K-A-P-S-L. Yeah, about that. No, I can't do it. I'm sorry. Right, well, we should... I do, it, I does, think... it does sound like the sort of game that we were talking about earlier where the designer provides a environment for the player to have a unique experience within it and be able to tell stories about the things that they have created. It's a little bit like that. I've heard people compare it to Minecraft for some reason. I, I, it has blocks and you're building with them. Sure. And that's The it thing it reminded much. me of when you were talking about it just then is Dwarf Fortress. Uh, you, you slowly build this castle yeah, it's, and it's, it disintegrates in front of your eyes despite what you want to do. Actually, that's a really good comparison. I should steal that. It's like Dwarf <laughs> Fortress for idiots. <laughs> We're idiots. We're well, idiots. In Dwarf Fortress, everyone's an idiot. <laughs> Very true. That's great. Well, guys, thank you ever so much for coming back. Um, hopefully, we'll be back here next year. Can we see you next year, do you think? I'll be here. I let's, live here. Let's make it a date. The conference. <laughs> cool. Thanks very much. Thanks and so much. Good luck in the competition, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you. Thank Bye, you. guys. believe it we're still here still here after 45 minutes still not moving that's how long it's been is it still not it feels it feels a lot longer doesn't it (laughs) just time you've not been having a lovely time well we've actually been chatting to some very very nice people we have i just uh, disappeared for a while talked to richard marshall uh he's very excited the indie game talks are going brilliantly super 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 popular right Ram-packed. He said he might pop along later. We'll see, won't well, we? How kind of him. He doesn't want to make an enemy of us because we have a list. All of the lists. 
Who's on the list at the moment, Steve? Everyone except for us. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's been going well. Uh, and uh, we're now joined by someone who appears to be an expert on cheese doodles <laughs> from what we've been talking about. And how many to shove in your face? Just leave them in your mouth. It's melt. Tom. Hello, Tom. Hello. How are you? I'm fine. I, I, like, I like the way that Steve's got a kind of a Nordic hat on. Thanks. He, does, he? <laughs> he likes to dress the, the occasion. I am yeah. desperately trying to fit in. Yeah, it's good. Thank it's you. a bit rainy outside as well, isn't it? It's so, so rainy. Yeah. It's, wor- it's the worst kind of rain. And everyone, you've been here before, haven't you? Uh, we've been here several times. And everyone's before. told me that... Who's ev- interviewing who here? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry no, so carry on. I'm terrible. Right, right. Sorry. I'm no. Simon. Yeah, hello. Hello. Uh, no, everyone before, everyone's told me that it's been really sunny the last few times. It's been really nice summery. It has been sunny, true? but today it's that kind of fine rain, isn't it? The one that really yeah. soaks you to It's that wet rain, isn't it? Yeah. I hate that wet rain. It's spitting, as, uh, as they used to say in so, my playground. Tom, Tom, why have you never been here before? I've never been invited. Oh, that's oh, a shame. That's awful. But you've been invited this year. Mm-hmm. Why? Um, well, I, this year I came to to talk at a Unite, which has been the last couple of days, um, about the game that we're making in Unity. There's the there's the link. So Unite wow. is the Unity conference. That's right. Mm, and what what specifically have you been talking about? We've been talking about um, a game we're making called uh, Sir, You Are Being Hunted. Interesting title, Tom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a kind of tweed punk. It, it, it's, it's how is we described it. Yeah, is it's a thing? thing now. You're just taking advantage of the <laughs> exactly. Scandinavians and saying, "Yeah, that's, that's right." In tweed England, punk, tweed yeah, punk all the rage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a thing now because okay. we've made it so. so what's, what's tweed punk? <laughs> um, well, it's kind of yeah. It's not it's not steampunk, but okay. it, but it kind of is associated. But it involves sort of. I mean, it was a good excuse to dress up in uh, top hats and the nice <laughs> tweed suits yesterday for the talk. And was it a nice excuse excuse to hunt people as well? That's right. Yeah. Right. yeah. How did you get um, on? Um, uh, uh, fine, actually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've not done that much research like in the real world because um, it probably wouldn't go down too well. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the game features kind of smartly dressed robotic gentlemen drinking tea, wearing tweed, and hunting you down over a British landscape. Um, I appreciate it's probably not the done thing to uh, to offer um, an opinion on this, but I'm very excited about it. I, but I think it, it sort of boils down to the the idea that people love to be chased, don't they? Like, 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 actually, like, like you mentioned spitting in the playground earlier. We obviously went to different schools, but <laughs> so, when, so, so, so when you lot were spitting at each other, we, like that's uh, what you just run around, or no, you, you were chasing to be spat at. No, you? no, it's spitting as in raining. Oh, no, uh, <laughs> I thought for a minute I was like, I'm going to have to <laughs> no, get, my, get my Yorkshire dictionary out joking, for a second. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, people do like. Well, in a lot of games, you just you just gung ho in there, don't yeah. you, with your with your chain gun or whatever, and you just get everybody gun them all down. Whereas in this, it's more like you know you've got to be a little bit more wary because they're, they're quite likely to do that to you. So you you can end up running away quite a lot. But I think that's quite a good feeling sometimes. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. sir, you are being hunted. It's quite a long title. How should we abbreviate it in the future? Well, it's even more complicated because it can be, madam, you're being hunted as well. Good. There's, there's a, yeah, Good. there's a whole dual kind of title going I on. I want to be hunted. Yeah. So should we call it sir or madam? Yeah, but that doesn't really make it any shorter, does it? Doesn't. <laughs> Let's register um. sirormadam.com. <laughs> you can have it. You can have yeah, it. Yeah, very yeah, reason- exactly, We're not yeah. really doing anything with it, but we still want to retain it for yeah. commercial value. Exactly. You it, never know. Yeah, it sounds sounds good. Oh, so or madam dot no uh, dot org. <laughs> Always dot. We can only get dot tv. Yeah. So um, how long has it been in? Uh, yeah, how long have you been working on it for? Oh um, well, we kind of we, we put a Kickstarter together at the end of last year, which we managed to get the goal on. Well, we got more than the goal, so that was we were, were really some happy about that. Weren't yeah, there, there well. were some stretches. Yeah, lunges. Yeah, <laughs> the, the stretches are the worrying things because you can kind of strain yourself when you right. go for them. Um, and uh, so it's been in production for a while, and we're going to hopefully get it on the stands at Resd. In, are you? Yeah, okay. in Birmingham and next what? month, I think. Since that would be the first time you're showing it off, but when are, we, when, when are people like me going to be able to buy it? Um, you'll never be able to. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. You'll be able to afford it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we've got a list. So right, you, you've got so a list. you've been banned. We've got a list. Um, uh, well, I guess the kind of the Kickstarter um, backers are going to get early access um, probably in, in July, we hope. Um, and then we're just going to kind of get the feedback from there, see how it goes. And, you know, we hope to get it done you know, when it's done, right? Yeah, that's the good answer, isn't it? So you, so having successfully kickstarted, then, um, you, 
you sort of uh, um, you mentioned that it's it's so you didn't mention it specifically, but you alluded to it being a bit of a hassle being Kickstarter because you've got stretch goals and stuff like that. Like, is it a, is it a, people aspire to be, to be Kickstarter funded? But is it is it all of that? I mean, obviously, it's a useful way of generating income and interest and stuff like that. But have you found it? Have you found it difficult or not? Um, I think we'll we'll be fine. Okay. Uh, it's interesting. I was at, I was talking at a conference in in Amsterdam a couple of weeks ago, and um, there was is it Chris Avalone? Do you know him? He's like the guy who did a um, torment planescape, right, yeah. and he was doing a talk specifically about Kickstarter and like how much money you know what his various projects have made. He'd done incredibly well, yeah, yeah. but it was quite confusing sometimes because he'd be sort of telling people you know that how to organize their their pr and, and so on and there's such a different range of like you know small indies who you know they don't have a, a pr you know yeah. all the way up to this this enormous scale so I, I think it's kind of still on a case-by-case basis i think one thing that people i think i found that people to be careful of is, is stuff like the sort of material rewards and stuff yeah, yeah. because i was talking to him and he's like he knows a number of companies that have just bankrupted themselves on having to send, send out t-shirts, t-shirts yeah, yeah. to australia yeah. and stuff like that <laughs> So, um, but I think we're okay because I think we've kind of been reasonably sensible okay. about the kind when of goals we do a Kickstarter. We're only going for immaterial rewards. That's, right. that's good. Things I like that it. Out yeah. of no value exactly. at all to anyone. <laughs> yeah, I think that's good. So you're you're sticking around for the rest of the festival. What are you going to be up to? Um, I'm going to try and check out a few things the, uh, tomorrow. But unfortunately, you've got to fly back uh, sort of late tomorrow. So just have to see what's around. Uh, in the next day or so, really. We'll be around in the next day or so. Yeah. Don't yeah. know what anyone else needs, frankly. <laughs> yeah, you're doing things. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, are you going to be uh, staying around and, and putting we wee toes or yes. whatever it was in your mouth? I can't remember what it was. <laughs> what's it? Cheese doodles. Cheese doodles. Is I'm it cheese turning... doodle an American what's it? Or is it just like... Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> I mean, something like that. Right. Uh, but, yeah, we're hoping to kickstart that into a game of its own. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it sounds good. back to Nordic Game 2013 we are one life left and we're still broadcasting from a corner of the Indie Games night it's bustling isn't it still, really? I said that earlier Simon Did we? it's just bustling. bustling I remember more. saying bustling okay bustling isn't a word you get to use a lot when you say it you remember it's more bustling bustly it's bustling I'm bustly you are certainly well, that it's just the way I'm sitting um, yes you're pleased to see me <laughs> etc <laughs> Oh, we're having a nice time, aren't we? And we're delighted to be joined by Lau. Lau, hello. Hi. We've been trying to attract your attention all evening. What yeah. the hell have you been doing? I, I have been, like, running around like a madman. Right. Uh, Is that your job? No. <laughs> I'm not even getting paid for it. That's right. a thing. No, so, yeah, uh, I, I'm... I'm we're, we're, I'm from Copenhagen Game Collective and we'll be organising this thing. So I've been up on stage and, like, getting people to do crazy talks and setting up games and do stuff all night. Um, How but did you I'm, get involved in that? Uh, is so. I think we from Copenhagen Game Collective we've been at this Nordic Game Conference for many years, and mm. it has always been pretty dull. I would say. Oh, thanks. And, uh, thanks very much. <laughs> oh yeah, I've talked to we've talked, talked three times three before. Times, yeah. Did we've my been, best. We've been here five times. I was trying. Yeah, we've been here five times. Yeah, it's always been dull. I see. It has been a bit. Well, it has appealed to a certain type of persons. Oh, no, I, okay, I'm, I, I'm, I'm rambling here. No, the thing is, I, I feel um, we and Nordic Game actually felt that uh, they needed to do another event that reached out to 
students, indie developers, mm-hmm. people who couldn't afford like an expensive ticket. So sure. like we're doing this event the day before and it's free and people can just show up and there'll be some kind of talks but we can't promise the quality of them. <laughs> uh, and there'll be like cool games and showcase and, and, and free beers. That sounds amazing. Yeah. We're in. Oh, we <laughs> we oh, literally yeah, are in. Right. We're, we're here. So how have, the, how have the talks been? It has been super cool. Uh, I, 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 I don't know what the audience felt. I tried this really crazy panel where... Uh, each of them should just put on a piece of music okay. and like not really talk. So it was like five, just like the, your favorite piece of music. And okay. We kind of ended it with that. So it was a, like a try to, instead of listening to games all night, because like we're all doing games, we're working with games, try to get some other inspiration from other sources. And I, I felt that was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I, uh, and, and it was cool. We, awesome. There was a lot of hip-hop, actually. <laughs> really? Okay. Uh, you're, you're sticking around for the rest of the conference, are you? Yes, I am. Yeah. Okay. What are you looking forward to? Um, I'm looking for... Oh, should I just say the party? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to, to the party, especially because we are, we are demoing our game, a Wii U game coming up. Uh, really? Yeah, okay. Spin the Bottle. <gasps> uh, yeah. Oh! Now you've got Anne's attention. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now I'm interested. Cool, yeah, yeah. So we're demoing that tomorrow night. Uh, it's like a, a crazy Wii U game where you do like physical dares with each other and touch each other and look at each other and do silly stuff. Sounds like my kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Will there be karaoke at the party? Um, it, it, well, I guess impro karaoke. If you want to sing along, you can do it. Interesting. That's one way we do. We do. <laughs> so, all the time. We're looking forward to that a lot. Uh, is there any sort of things? I, I mean, we've been trying to capture a little of the atmosphere of Nordic Game uh, tonight, this is our first show. Is there anything you think that makes Nordic Game stand out against other video game conferences? Um, it is uh, this event, <laughs> uh, the Indie Night. I, well, so to me, I think it's really cool compared to stuff like um, a, a GDC, for instance. Like here, there's like, like everybody is like eating in a big like a big room together, and like the party is together. Mm-hmm. So it's like much more like a, a, a kind of like a community experience where everybody is doing stuff together, eating and partying and so on. It's not so scattered all around. Uh, I really like that experience of, of just like like really meeting a lot of people and, and having fun with them. Okay, good. Yeah, no, I I I completely agree. With that I think. Um when we tell people uh, what a good time we have here, it's exactly that. It's unusual for everybody to be sat down together and to, yeah. So um, yeah, here's to another ten years, eh? <laughs> yeah, I think right. Good. Well, we'll see you here in uh, 2023. Um, I, uh, and hopefully, it'll be less dull. And Steve <laughs> only have talked another t- another five times. Uh, good. Right. We're going to try and grab Emma next, aren't we? Thanks so much, Lance. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Bye. See you next year. the show floor at Nordic Game and we are very, very, very excited to be joined by Emma, who is... What's your job title? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's your job title? E-O-O? C-O-O. Essentially. Your producer. Super important. Person who runs Nordic Game. Emma, how's it been going? Oh, it's been crazy. This year. It hasn't even it hasn't kicked off properly yet, has it? No, but we already started with the Unite Nordic that we've just finished and it's been running for two days. So tomorrow feels like oh, just another day. Start again, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it really starts tomorrow, yeah. So you make the magic happen. Oh yeah. This is all down to you. Yeah. What does it feel like as this sort of stuff unfolds in front of you? Is it scary or is it exciting? It's exciting. Um 
as you can hear. Yeah, there's so much stuff still going on. Well, if you're in charge, can you stop that man coming out and shouting when we're trying to do a radio show? Every time we do a link. Exactly. Yelling. We just let people be who they are. Good. That's why our show is so great. It does seem like that is the way here. You you kind of embrace everybody and everything. We try. We do our best. Tell us what we should be excited about at Nordic Game this year. Tim yeah, Schaefer. Tom, Tom I worked been... for five years to get Tim Schaefer, so please be excited. Right, he's be here there. now. We're going to be there 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. 10 o'clock tomorrow and he's, morning. And he's getting a hell of an introduction, isn't he? I'm sure he will get a Simon Simon Parkin, who was our first guest on today, was telling us all about how he's introducing Tim Schaefer. Oh, cool. Yeah. I have no so idea. It's all coming yeah. together. <laughs> Honestly... Not we don't either. Okay, <laughs> we so that's humoring, what I yeah. am excited about. I'm yep. also excited about or scared of having more people than we ever had. Really? really? Like, it's a record-breaking year, is it? Yes. In, Great. In all ways, it is. And and I do find that really exciting well, and quite scary. It, Emma, thank you so <laughs> much for coming on One Life Left. And it's the first of our shows that will be going out on Resonance 104.4 FM is what you're listening to now or potentially we're being podcast but uh, however we are coming to you through your ears thank you very much for listening yeah thank you we will see you very very soon but until then we've been one life left goodbye, goodbye. <laughs>